Start your day with a fresh word of encouragement. I'm Paul DeYong, and you're now listening to Words of Life, a daily devotional from our life team. It's so great to be connecting with everyone today and pretty excited as we look this week at the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, hi everyone. We're excited to be joining you today. And we're going to focus in on this fruit called love. It's my real belief that any one of us that truly encounter the Holy Spirit will continually be transformed into more of the image of God. And what that means is that we carry more clearly the attributes of who God is, and love is one of those. Uh, I think sometimes we can be guilty of becoming fixated on just having an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and yet there's little shift in the evidence of the fruit of the Spirit, but you can't collide with the Holy Spirit and not see a greater sense of fruit coming out of those experiences. Yeah, and I think the fruit comes from relationship. It comes from having the relationship and and working and talking and asking the Holy Spirit to change us and develop the fruit in us. It doesn't just come by reading about it. Absolutely. It comes by the relationship we have. And Galatians 5.22 talks about these fruits in our life. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, yep. peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, wow. faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things, there is no law. And I don't know about you, Paul, but in my own life, I know that I don't naturally have all those things in there. I need the Holy Spirit. I would never say that. Working in me, you would be in trouble, but it, it is true. But, you know, there's a place of freedom that comes when you allow the Holy Spirit to work those things in our life. And Galatians 5.24 goes on to say, and those who are Christ's have crucified wow. the flesh yeah. with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. That talks about really a commitment that we need to walk out the truth that we experience. Again, not just read about it, but walk it out, work it out in our life. Yeah, I think any plant to produce fruit has got to be diligent and committed to that outcome. Mm. It's the same with us. And so we need to go, Holy Spirit, we need your presence to come upon us. And then we need your help to develop the offspring of fruit. There's a guy called Dallas Willard who said, in its deepest sense, love is not something that you do. It is something you become. And he spent his life just encouraging people everywhere to be transformed to demonstrate the message of Jesus. He continually encouraged people, live a life of love, of humility and gentleness. And I think that's a big ask. It's a big kind of question mark of, do we love like God loves? In fact, Jesus put it like this in John 15, 9, as the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Now make sure that you abide in my love. I think they have the fruit of love, that fruit of the Spirit. The first thought would be this, unconditional love is to be received before it can be given. Hmm. I don't think we can ever pass on what we are not in possession of. It's true. Literally, uh, if we live in limitation, limitation begets limitation. Generosity begets generosity. When we live in an environment of accepting God's unconditional love for us, we then are able to give it to others. Mm. So if we struggle to love people, it's often because we haven't allowed 
God's unconditional love to touch us. That's so true. And um, Jesus demonstrated that or, or explained that to us yep. in, and, um, when he sent the disciples out in Matthew 10, 7. And he said, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, now freely give back. Yep. And I think God's love, you know, it's not based, sometimes we, we forget this, it's not based on our goodness, but it's based on our Heavenly Father's love and His goodness toward us. And we live a revelation of love. When we live that revelation, it disarms fear in our life. The Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. So when we really understand God's love for us, we won't live with fear in our life. Yeah, and I do think our perception of God determines what we receive from God. Mm. Uh, it's like you and I. I mean, our love for our boys and now our love for the uh, spouses in their lives and love for our grandchildren, uh, they're not loved because they hit a certain level of performance. They're mm. loved because they belong to us. And I want to encourage you today. You belong to God. Even though you may be a million miles away, you may feel regret. You may feel that you wish you hadn't done certain things. You know, your Heavenly Father loves you. God wants you to realize it's an unconditional love. Absolutely. There are no attachments. Uh, 1 John four eighteen says this, there is no fear in that love hmm. because perfect love removes it, literally casts out fear. Fear has torment. And he who fears has not yet been made perfect in love. Then I love this. We love God because he first loved us. Mm, that's great. So I think if you feel like, you know what, I don't deserve God, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to surround you so that you can be a receiver of his unconditional love. And then you can become a conduit of that. Once we secure that unconditional love, even in tough times or times where we fail, because we know he loves us, we run to him, not away from him. That's right. And, and so our first thought today is from John fifteen nine, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. So unconditional love is to be received before it can be given. Yes, yeah, so cool. And then a couple of verses later in verse 12, Jesus said, This is my commandment now, that... You love one another mm. as I have loved you. What? That's a tall order. It is. Greater love has no more, uh, is no, has no one, let me read it again. Greater love has no one more than this, than one that would lay down his life for his friends. You know, the second thought would be this. If the first thought is unconditional love is to be received before it can be, forgive, uh, can be given, pure love literally involves sacrifice. Uh, you know, one of the crazy thoughts in today's world is that you fall into love and you fall out of love. Jesus demonstrated the opposite. This is what he said. God so loved the world that he gave. Hmm. There was a sacrifice, which was his son, Jesus, in the demonstration of that love. And for all of us, this love is more than a feeling. It's literally a sacrifice. Yeah. I'm going to sacrifice self and my desires and my wants so that I can love and value you more. Uh, significance is always birthed in sacrifice. And so therefore, God teaches us through his word that we can make a difference and bring love to others if we're prepared to sacrifice. Uh, Jesus, at the end of his ministry, Matthew 25, talked about the sheep and the goats. And he said that the sheep or those that were a part of the fold were ones at the end that the father would say, come, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom. 
And then Jesus said, because when I was hungry, you gave me food. And when I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. And when I was a stranger, you took me in. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, you visited me. When in prison, uh, you came to me. And they responded and said, when did we do that? Hmm. In that you did it to one of the least of these. Somebody who was in need, you sacrificed. And as you do that, you do it to me. And uh, I believe that God is calling us to live out the fruit of love. And it's not like, well, I'll do it if they deserve it. No, we were first loved when we deserved nothing. exactly. And there was a sacrifice involved. Build a great marriage. I mean, you married pretty good, didn't you? Yeah, I married up. You married up. I married up. (laughs) We became up together. No, but you have to continue to sacrifice. Yeah, totally. uh, For our kids, you sacrifice for people we don't know. Constantly, we have people in our world that we've just met but are in need. Yes. There's a sacrifice of that love. Yeah, you put others before yourself. But there's a freedom that comes with it, isn't there? There is a freedom that comes. And then, you know, we're going to recap today. What we've been talking about is how unconditional love is to be received before it can be given. And pure love involves sacrifice. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13.4 says this, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things things. So cool. And I think if we could just stop today and just meditate and say, Holy Spirit, help me to accept the love of the Father and then through sacrifice, love everybody that's in my world. We will see Jesus touch many, many more people's lives. And we love you, believe in you. We do. So be encouraged. Thanks for joining us for another encouraging word from the Life Team. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. We'd love to have you join us at church this Sunday. If you're in Auckland or Melbourne, check out the website for a location near you. Or you can choose to join us online from wherever you are. Find a service at lifenz.org.